Hi everyone, welcome back to Koi Kochi. I'm very excited with today's guest. Um, she's someone I met in high school actually through a mutual friend. Hi Alia, if you're listening. Um, she's a University of Melbourne graduate uh, who left the oil and gas industry to pursue her to pursue fitness as her passion. She's currently a full-time coach at the playground. She runs her own personal blog where she details her thoughts and personal growth. Uh, not only has she got me hooked on aloe vera gel <laughs> in my skincare routine. <laughs> legit, legit. It's holy grail though. <clears throat> She's also one of the most positive people I know. So Aww. she was def- she was um, one of the very few people I had at the forefront of my mind when I thought about people who truly love what they're doing. And she's none other than Sarah. Hello, Kuikochi listeners. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. How are you doing? Good. I'm so happy to be here. My first podcast with you. Thank you. I'm so happy she agreed as well. But I did bribe her with some coffee. I know. So. Of course. I wanted, I've been wanting to catch up with you for so long. That's true. We haven't seen each other for years. Yes. Right? Oh, but my God. Fo- I follow you on Insta. So I, I see your journey. I see so your journey. So we're kind of connected in some way. Yes. Always. Yeah. Um. So I think just to start, it's just like, how are you doing, Sarah? What have you been up to? Oh, I've been good. Um. What I've been up to, I think just training clients, you know. Um. Now that I'm slowly getting into the the flow of uh, getting clients and having group classes so I've been really occupying my time with that mm-hmm. yeah you turned like 25 last month right <gasps> yes I feel? did I'm like feel? 25 and two weeks two weeks mind oh. you oh, wow <laughs> <laughs> how does um, it feel it feels I don't know I think turning 25 has been such a huge journey mm-hmm. I think like leading up to turning 25 I really felt myself being molded more into an adult you know Mm -hmm. like shedding behind this old me and Mm -hmm. like growing into this person that I'm comfortable with so yeah I think it's been really monumental because I feel like I'm a lot more comfortable in my own skin yeah Yeah. yeah. so you know so funny that you asked me that you know I remembered when I was 19 20 I had so much anxiety and I remember telling my boyfriend Mm -hmm. then he's my my husband now by the way (laughs) shout out to my man (laughs) So when I turned like 1920, I was telling him, you know, oh, I have so much anxiety and, you know, I, 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 I've always feel down. I, I feel like I don't have things figured out. And I told him this. I remember this line very, very specifically. I said, you know, it's maybe it's just something that we feel in our early 20s where we're still figuring things out. Mm. And, you know, that uncertainty makes us feel down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So turning 25 has been that big like shift shift yeah. yeah like hey like you know i'm slowly I, i'm so I, I slowly see the path in front of me and mm-hmm. i know where i'm headed to mm-hmm. this this person that i didn't know before i know her now i've molded her yeah, yeah so that's 25 has been awesome <laughs> <laughs> i think it's awesome not to have like to just being comfortable in your own skin that's so like that's so precious right sarah yes. knowing like not having to deal with like i mean i remember the times when 18, 19, we're just so, like, we're so insecure. We don't really yeah. know who we are. Yeah. We're still figuring out, like, you know, who am I without this group of friends exactly. or, like, not doing this, this like, I don't know, this degree or exactly. whatnot. So. And I think when you're younger and you're you're insecure, like you said, right, I think we overcompensate a lot. Yeah, we do. Right? Yeah. Because we're trying to overcompensate for the things that we're unsure of. That's the thing. We're yeah. not sure. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like, then, because we're not sure, we don't know where to draw boundaries as well. Yeah. Right? So then we overstep a lot. And yeah. And we let people overstep a lot yeah, yeah. Well. oh that way it works it works yeah. both ways 
Exactly. So being 25 and I mean, okay, re- this was based off of like, you know, following Sarah's journey and reading her blog, like being 25 and knowing like what your where your passions lie, Sarah. That's okay. so amazing. So like how did oh, you Thank you so much. How did you discover that like how like tell us about that journey like oh okay discovering my passion yeah so right now i can really safely say that my passion is fitness you know i can mm. confidently say that uh but i think it took me a long time like i I I I never I never was one of those lucky people who grew up Knowing in their childhood like yeah. oh my god you know this is what I want to do. Yeah. You know from my sister right she's four years younger than me but she's very very lucky because she from knew. a very young age yeah. she knew that oh, I wanted to do music I want to learn music. So I, for me like I I always felt like I was a jack of all trades but master of none. Yeah, master yeah. of none. Like I I liked a lot of things. I think I was okayish in a lot of them. Like I I love to write, I love to take photos. Um but I don't think I like I I loved working out, but then I don't think I particularly could call that a passion yeah, at the time. Yeah. yeah. So I remember even like when I was like 22, I was telling Faiz then I was like, "Oh, I, I honestly don't know what mm. I want to do." And um I don't know what my passion is. I I feel like I'm just taking things day by day, mm. but no real path, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. So he just gave me this advice. He said, you know, one day it'll come. Yeah. You know, and so it was about trusting the process. So how I came to that passion of fitness was, yeah. um, I think mid, no, early of 2016, 2015, I really started getting into fitness, mm. and then like like a lot of people do. I got into fitness because I wanted to lose weight, mm. right? I had body dysmorphia, so I always perceived myself as a lot fatter than I actually was, mm. right? So I started going to the gym and started working out, and I, I thought, oh, this is nice. This is a nice hobby to yeah. have when you're not doing uni stuff. Yeah. Um, but when it really clicked was last August, which is so recent, like 2018. That's so recent. Yeah. yeah, and I took a month off from work to focus on getting my wedding body. <laughs> Priorities, you're not. <laughs> no, I was like, girl, you gotta get down to business, man. Like, I, I, I was thinking. I know, I know someone from um, my previous uh, firm that who took a sabbatical to yeah to plan and get ready for her yeah, wedding. Because as well. now that I look back, I like fuck. I laugh so much because it's so fucking funny that you know, like y- we think so huge of weddings, and you want to look that great for that one day. For that right? one day, right? Rather than like. A change of lifestyle. Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. So I'm gonna touch by, based on that again. Yeah. What you just said, I, like I, I, I will remind you. Okay. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I was gonna get. Uh, I wanted to like get skinny for my wedding yeah. or whatever, and um, <laughs> I remember I took that one month off, and for the first two weeks I did F45 in Montreal, mm. oh, like yes. every single day, yes. like for. For for two weeks, and before that, prior to that, I stopped working out. After I left uni, I I had like a nine month hiatus, right? Where yeah. I just stopped working out. So I was about okay, like how can I get into um, fitness again? Yeah. yeah. So I think F forty five is a really great medium for that because I think the hardest thing that you had to do was just show up. What was so special about F forty five? Like why were they different? Like what kind of okay, workouts so did they do? So for like- me, showing up because. Just being there, and the workouts will be the, like will be on the screen, yeah. and then um, you'll know what to do and right. stuff. They'll, Is it like CrossFit a little bit? It's not, not CrossFit. Really. It's more like circuit training. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. So this is the kicker. So two weeks after going at forty five nonstop, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so fit. I'm at the height of my fitness game. You know, like I'm I think, winning this. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm, I've got this yeah. wedding dress. Who? <laughs> 
taken a few I ninjas know. right now. So, okay. Oh, plot twist. Plot. Uh, then, two weeks after that, I went to playground. Because remember, we still had Guava Pass in here. Yes. Yes. You know, I bought Guava Pass before. Like, I think like a week after they got acquired by Class Pass. And I was like, Yeah. No. Oh, no. For me, I had like a few months yeah, before yeah, yeah, yeah. they got bought. So, okay. Oh, then, Guava Pass. I know. You haven't heard that oh, name yeah. in such a long time, right? But it's only this year that they got acquired. So, it wasn't was that it? long. I think it was this year. Oh, it feels yeah. a lot longer. I think it was only right? this year because I've only been back for about a year. A year. So, yeah. Anyway, so you got okay, to go on the uh, bus. We went to playground. Oh yes! Oh my god! So I went to playground and I went on pearly. I went to pearly's class for the first time and just she coincidental. Got, like you just like no, but yeah. But I didn't know did. who anyone was, so it was my first time in playground. And I did that class, and I was fucking wrecked. Like <laughs> just this warm up, dude. I remember Pearly. Shout out to my girl. So I went to her class, and I remember she was like, "Okay, guys, for your warm up, we're gonna run up and down the stairs from the level two all the way down to B two and back up. That's one. So we're gonna do that two times." And then were you just like, "I got this." And I'm like, "Oh, stairs, who?" <laughs> so I went, and oh my god, I was fucking dying. I'm and, yeah, and then I was like, "What?" Like. This is so much more challenging than I thought, you know? Yeah. And I think arrogance came, like, going to Avatar for two weeks. Yeah. So that was a good wake-up call. Like, hey, you know, I, I'm not as fit as you fit thought. As I thought. Yeah. Okay, so I was like, oh, hey, like, Playgrounds is really nice space, you know? It's really vibrant. It's gorgeous. Like, electric, yeah. you know? So I loved how that was, it felt more personal than F45. Mm. Whereas at F45, you look more at screens. If mm. But then with... Playground is more, it's very in, in, um, intuitive and interactive, mm. right? Mm. Where the coaches are very much in line with you yeah. as a client. Yeah. So, okay, went for a few more classes and then I went to resist, uh, class. Yeah. Oh my God. And, um, after that session, I was like, Hey, like, you know, you need to, um, I really loved how he coached me. So I was like, Hey, can you get me fit for my wedding? Right. So he did, um, 10 days in, we were like, going really hard and in between our sessions I was training my friend mm-hmm. Shaq and at Union Strength mm-hmm. and I was just teaching him little things that like, that Riz taught me yeah. I'm like hey let, let me teach you some stuff you know? <laughs> <laughs> so when we did that and I felt so I was teaching Shaq you know um, how to squat with a barbell and you know how to do deadlift and I think that was the first time like I was teaching someone something and I felt something like a little fire like mm. psh, ignite in me. And have right? you felt that before? No, never, never, never. Never with your other hobbies like writing, never. photography. No, yeah. like I felt like those things always, they, they always flew. Yeah. Like they, they flew out but of me. But no fire. But yeah. no fire, you know. So that was like, hey, like I really, this is nice. Like I, I like it. But that was, it's not like, oh my God, it was not an epiphany yeah, 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 or anything. Yeah, yeah. So that came later at night, yeah. right? So oh, I was, the same day. The same day. So after that, I had a, I, had, I was training him for a bit and we were working out together. So I was in bed, like just pacing out in bed. And I, I wasn't playing with my phone. I was just like looking out into my ceiling. And then suddenly I had this like freaking like um, realization. So many things came at once. Like crazy. thinking about my passion and I was thinking... You know, I really liked what I did with Shaq earlier and mm. I loved teaching him something that I that he didn't know, yeah. you know? And um I thought I, I I I was thinking to myself like I really like that I I got such a natural high mm-hmm. out of seeing some seeing him get um a new movement, mm. right? Yeah. And that was so exciting for me that seeing him 
like watching him progress in that just one hour. Yeah, in that just yeah. one class, you know. Yeah. yeah, because it's such a huge shift from not knowing something at all into so, knowing something yeah. and actually doing it, yeah. you know, and realizing that, hey, like I was a part of that process made me feel really fulfilled, you know. And then I was thinking, hey, like, you know, maybe I should, maybe p- p- fitness is my passion, you know, because um, I think growing up and like a lot of my friends, they've always said like, oh, you know, you're really selfless. You're 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 a really joyful person, mm. and you're really good at motivating mm. someone. And I remember one friend, Kelly. She said, "Oh, you know, you know what you should be when when we were in uni, like uh, four or five years ago." She said, "You should be a motivational speaker." And I was like, <laughs> "Nah, that's not for me," you know. Uh, but fitness was something that I saw it all come together. Yeah, I think that's the difference, right? Like, yeah, yeah like. like all these little little aspects, everything just made sense. Exactly, it, yeah. it made it 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 formed an outlet. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that was how I came to fitness as my passion was that I just started connecting all these little dots that never connected before. But were you constantly thinking like, well, what's my passion? What's of my course, passion? Of course, of so course. You know, it's that. So like, it's the process that you said of that inspires it. Like trusting that it will come. Yeah, but you and trusting that eventually all the dots will connect. Yeah, I think. If you're someone who is looking for that passion right now, never stop questioning, never lose that curiosity, mm-hmm. never stop trying to connect these dots, you know, mm-hmm. creating meaning out of these patterns that you don't understand. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, Write that down, guys. Oh. Write that down. <laughs> put in your notepad, sisters. <laughs> Screenshot that and put yeah. it in. <laughs> so, I, I have, I heard this really, really amazing quote, you know, um, and this person said, we are meaning makers in a meaningless world. Mm. Right? Yeah. And that's so true. Like, especially when we're millennials and we always try to create these meanings around us. Like, it goes the same with our passion. Of course, we're, as an individual, you're always going to think, ah, oh, like, what's next? What's the big why? Yeah. Why? You know, what, yeah. what am I working towards? Yeah. Yeah. I read this thing in this book the other day, which I felt like it was very true. Like, it goes in line with your quote where actually, you know, the fact that we're here actually, if you think about it, we're actually on this earth for such a short period of time. Right? Yeah. And yet we're still such optimistic people. Like, exactly. you know, we can easily just be like, we're going to die anyway. So what yeah. for I find my passion? What exactly. for I just, you know, try to be positive. But yet we're still like, oh my God, like what can I do in this yeah. lifetime? You know, which makes us like, Meaning makers. Exactly. Like, yeah. And I think we're such feeling creatures. Like, yeah. we love to feel yeah. that, yeah, of course you can have the choice. It's your choice ultimately, like, to not do anything with your life, yeah. right? Or to make something amazing out of it. So, it ultimately comes down to how it makes you feel day to day. If you're complacent, if you're okay with just feeling okay, okay then that's up, that's completely yeah. your choice. Because it's your life as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, okay, from realizing that this is my passion, yeah. what, how did... What happened next? Oh my god! Okay, yeah. so so I also, also want well, to like pursue it. Like, okay, you know. dude, that, that was that's a funny story because <laughs> I work with my family. I, I was working with my parents, my family, right? And um, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> this is bringing back some traumatic memories. Oh, okay, so um, I'm I'm a very what's the word like uh. Filial child. I'm filial as fuck. Okay? <laughs> so, my dad has always counted on me to like just do whatever he says because I'm very scared mm. of it's, it's it's 
almost out of me because um, I don't want to disappoint my parents and you know it's maybe one it's just an expectation that I set on myself that oh you know like uh, just make your parents happy like don't disappoint them mm-hmm. right so I think growing up I've always been groomed to hey you know like you're gonna come back and work for me you know like learn teach yeah. what I no, yeah. learn what I teach you I can totally imagine that being ingrained in you yeah right? exactly like, yeah. and it's something that I, I don't want to completely blame my parents as well because it's something that I um imprinted on my own yeah, mind yeah, you know yeah. that so um okay so that's why i was so complacent or well, i've never really bothered looking for a passion because in my mind i'm thinking like what's the point because at the end of the day you're gonna work with the family you know but you like, know what to expect already, exactly kind of, like you kind of yeah. see like the road ahead yeah so then when i had this realization um that i wanted to do fitness oh my god the hardest part was telling, telling my parents and it took like honestly it was just months of psyching myself up i was living in fear honestly oh, wow. like were you working at this time already yes of course oh, i was wow. so um if i got married in <gasps> september okay so i started working with my dad in january last year january last right okay yeah. yeah so january for about nine months and then nine ten months and then i uh so that was things get a bit dark because when I started working, I it took me a while to get here, right? And this is the mm-hmm. place that I was meant to be. Yes. But then, you know, as sad to say, like when I when I started, I felt like oh, this doesn't really feel right. It just felt like something was not. It didn't sit well with me what I was doing. Yeah. You know, I felt like my own personality, my own um, energy it's didn't really ca- suit yeah. this workplace yeah. that I'm at. You know, and but yet you just you continued on exactly for, for nine months or yeah. nine, ten months, yeah. Um, but I, 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 the best I can describe it is, it feels like I'm in limbo, like I'm neither here nor there, and I'm just like taking it one day at a time. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Did you, did you think during that period, like I need, I need to change this, like I need to do something, or were you more? Yeah. Like, no, no, I'm just gonna see how it goes. Yeah, I think I I'm supposed to do exactly. So I think right I thought that for about six months, and then when I discovered that was my passion, I couldn't. Stop, stop thinking about, thinking about it, it. Yeah. and you know f- funnily enough when I was um, after I found out that fitness was a passion I, I was like oh you know maybe I should open up a gym you know I yeah. should open up an F45 franchise yeah, yeah. so that was that was the first mental step that I took yeah. like maybe if I owned my own business that and it made it okay that made I it can, okay yeah. that my, if, I, if I left my dad right yeah. so um, yeah but then I, I was thinking about that and I was actually emailing F45 about their franchising fees and how to move forward blah 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 oh wow you really took active steps <laughs> yeah <laughs> no because I think I, w- I felt so um, lost yeah. that I think whatever steps I took made me feel a lot better yeah like you're doing something about exactly it, right? yeah. so um, and then uh, okay so that, that I realized I wanted to be I wanted to do fitness in about August right so nothing really happened up until the 30th of November well, you remember dates? Oh my god, yeah. Because what, what happened on the thirtieth of so November? So I was talking to um, CJ, like the owner, the f- co-founder of um, Playground, right? And I remember telling him about my my desire to yeah. open up F forty five, you know. And I remember my coach then, Riz. He said, you know, before you open up a gym, uh, why don't you? I think you need to know how a gym works, you know. Fair. In order for you to know how a gym works, you need to work in one first. So maybe intern in one, you know. And 
back then, Jane, like I didn't even consider myself as being a coach. It never once crossed my mind. Oh like God, ever, really? I swear. Like never, ever, ever up until that point of conversation, never crossed my mind that I should be a coach first. Up wow. until I was talking to CJ, right? And we had this really long conversation. And he was just saying how, yeah, like, like maybe um, you should become a coach first for a few months, see how it is. Uh, and then that made, that, that made me think like, of course you had to be a coach first before you open the gym. So like another dot that connected. Exactly. Right? So like, that was another dot that came in. Yeah. Like, why didn't I think of that? God damn. Straight away you're like, yeah, yeah, dude. And like, honestly, like that conversation was the most memorable out of all the conversations I've had in my life. Because as I was talking to him, I felt this like fire, like lighting up in him. Oh, like, my, oh my God. Goodness. Yeah. And I get goosebumps just thinking oh about God. it. And did that, did that scare you at all though, Sarah? Like, in a very to start, like, you know, like from ground up and like in this oh. completely new industry oh. and like. Yeah, honestly, like, n- n- I was more excited than, than scared. Than scared. Because, you know, if I wanted to open up a gym, if I want to make an impact, obviously you have to start from the bottom, right? Yeah. And you need to be a coach. You need to know, hey, like, what are the needs that are not being met? Exactly. You know, just like, mm, I think, you know, assuming and going straight to the top, you open That's up a gym true. and if you miss out all these little gaps in the middle, right, that will eventually cause a lot of trouble down the road, yeah. right? But then if you start from bot- bottom, you fill all these missing gaps and you know, okay, this is what's missing. This is what my client needs. This is what I'm going to, these are the things that I'm going to do to fulfill these needs. But you can only do that when you have this one-to-one interaction with them. There's no way around it. There's right? no way around it. You like can't there's read no read about it in a book. No. You can't like yeah. There's no way you can shortcut around it. Yeah. So then after that, were you like, okay, now I know what to do? Yeah. So when TJ kind of like softly gave me, offered me a, a a place in um playground because I think I came on as like very passionate yeah. with what I did, yeah. right? And um, so we were both like hyping each other up, and then. On that day itself, I was calling my my dad's PA. I was like, "Yo, where are you guys? Let me." No, because I knew for a fact that they were all together yeah. with my mom and dad. So then I was like, "Yo, <laughs> like, hook us up. Let me meet you guys." You know. So I met with them, and um, I was in the car. Actually, fuck, I was in the car, and then. Oh, like just thinking no. about it makes me so scared. Even though it's over, right? I know. Yeah, even- so then I was like, "Hey, Aya and Ibu, um, I want to talk to you guys about something, and um, I want to pursue my passion in fitness. And one thing that I want to do is I just want to be a coach, you know, before I open up a gym. And I gave them all this um, explanation that I gave you that you know I have to start from the bottom, I have to know what my needs are. You know, I'm I have this." gift of youth i'm so young that i can still afford to learn yes yeah you know yeah. and uh, when when if not now when when am i going to do it and I, it just felt so right that um, even though i was so scared then talking to them about it i was not taking no for an answer right and i knew that this is what i wanted to do what was their reactions like sarah or were they just quiet like oh. they just let you talk they just let you talk and like they were a bit like upset not gonna oh lie God. Oh, can you but imagine that's being real though like, yeah like 24 yeah. years man 24 years that you know I'm this filial kid who's never said no to whatever they want me to do and then and when, now you're here like in yeah the car, like. like the one kid that they didn't <laughs> expect it from so when I did that I think it came as a big shock yeah right but um, of course they were a bit unhappy they're 
you know, being Asian parents, they're amazing at guilt tripping you. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Like yeah, is yeah. that guilt tripping that will yeah. eventually fucking kill you? Yep, but yep, yep. I I know where they're coming from. Like, I don't resent them at all. Like, I really understood, and it was just a matter of okay, taking time, giving to, them time, give to them time to process it. it yeah. You know, because obviously you've dropped such a huge bomb, they're not gonna understand it on the fr- from the get go. Yeah, yeah, I think you so, might be a bit uneasy as well. Because anyone just like oh, amazing. Yeah, Sarah, go, yeah, go exactly. Yeah. Like who are you? What <laughs> you've done to my parents, yo? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I think it was just giving them time. And I think it took them like a few months to really let it, to really fully accept it. Up until I was working and then they saw how hard I worked and, you know. So you did two things at the same time? No, no, no. I, I, because I left, right? So then they saw when I started going to playground, especially when I started becoming a coach in July, they really saw how passionate I was. And I'm sure we can see how happy you were. Exactly. And I think that's not something, you know, as parents, ultimately, even though they don't, sorry, say it, they want the best for you. And if they see you... as happy as can be, then they're not gonna take something, oh, like something like yeah, that, away from you. Exactly, right? yeah. unless they're like narcissistic or psycho parents, or which I doubt or, they or are. Or you know, like, yeah, you know, doing something like I don't know, exactly, like, like dangerous for you. Or exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it was just a matter of time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but okay, now like now, so what's next for you now, like? Like, where What's, are you at at your, at your like? So you you you've been doing it for about a year now, right? Yeah. Well, that is a golden question. <laughs> okay, where where am I heading to? Or just like it can be short term, like just yeah. like next year. Like, um, are there like do you have goals for yourself? Like you know you. Yeah. Well, you know my goal for this year was I just wanted to be the fittest I could be, and I just wanted to create fitness out of. I want to make fitness into a habit, you know, which is, a, which is such a funny way to coin it, but it is true because once you make something on a habit, like, it's automatic, right? It becomes an autonomous action in you your... You don't think about it. You don't think about it, you just do it. It's just like what you were saying just now you want to touch about that lifestyle thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, you know, I think we have to take a few steps back before yeah. I can talk about how I want to move forward. Yeah. So, I think going back... Um, so, okay, I wanted to be the fittest I've ever been in 2019 and that was just what I told myself. Yeah. So, it it could translate to a lot of things. Yeah. So now that we're nearing end of 2019, I, I, I believe that um, I've sort of achieved that. Why sort of? Okay. Um, I have achieved that because, you know, uh, for me, I looked at fitness more as a sustainable way of life. Mm. It's I, I really think of it as like a lifelong thing rather than... It's not just like, just for 2019? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's not just, okay, you know, I, I just want to get as skinny as possible. And or then, I want to lose weight. Yeah. Then where do you go after that, right? Yeah. So, um, touching on, I want to be the fittest I want to be, right? So, a lot of the time when people exercise, right, Jane, they always think of it as, okay, you know, I'm doing this because I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. And that's the end goal, right? But I think to make fitness into a habit, it comes down to you need to fall in love with the process, mm. okay? It's so difficult to I fall know. in love with something that makes you... I know, yeah. exactly. But... I think for me, um, how can I say it? For example, when I'm working out, right, and I get a new thing in my program mm. that I've never done before, but I don't, I, I, I've never done before, therefore I've, I don't, I'm not really good at it, mm-hmm. right? So when I do it for the first time, I'm like, oh, wow, like, I, that was, I was really shit at that, right? But then falling in love with the process means that, hey, like, you know, if you do this enough times, you're going to get good at it. So the next session, oh, wow. when I when I come in, yeah. 
I'm going to come in and I'm going to do it better and stronger than I did last time. And then I have that same mentality the next session and the next session, you know. And when you think about that, when you think about in this moment right now, what can I do that's better than the last time? You know, can I move a little faster? Can I lift a bit heavier? So all these little things, it compounds at the end, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't see it because you only see the end goal, right? Yeah. Of course, end goals are important. But once you fall in love with the process, it's so much more sustainable for you in the long run. Yeah. Because yeah. the then you realize, hey, the end goal is just a byproduct of falling in love with the process. Yeah. yeah. So how do you how does someone like adopt that mindset? Then? Mindset, so, I think like, it's just hmm. kind of like continuously tell yourself to, or or do you have any tips on how to like fall in love with the process? Like, yeah, because sometimes like it makes so much sense when someone says it, but then I still feel like me included. A lot of people will fall off the bandwagon. Yeah, like, yeah. You do it for like three months and then yeah. Okay, so you see that, that that's so great that you pointed that yeah. out because you know, um, when you make something lifelong, it's. You'll ha- you have to think of it as this graph that goes up and down, up and down, up and down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when, for example, right, when you said that um, you do it for three months mm-hmm. and you fall off, yeah. and that's completely fine, then get back on. just get back on again. Mm-hmm. Because it's not always going to be a train that goes up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the train goes down. So you just have to be aware that, hey, like, this is a fucking process, you know, like, yeah. it'll be up and down, motivation will dip, discipline will dip, but... The thing that's most important is just to have that self-awareness that it is a process. It's a journey. Like, things aren't always going to be going up. Things will go up and down. You just need to be aware and pull yourself back onto the bandwagon. Yeah. Is that how you... Is that how you... Yeah, of course. Like, like, you know, um, I think we rely on motivation a lot. But right? we shouldn't. We shouldn't because I think discipline is a thing that keeps you going. So, it goes back, way back into this core idea of forming into habit. Right, because mm. have you read this book called Power of Habit? I I've heard of it. Like a lot oh of people. Oh my god! Okay, that's on my December. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Yeah. It's it's really really enlightening, right? Because it it says basically simplifies habit into this golden rule, mm. right? For you to create something into a habit, you need a cue, you need a uh, an action, and you need a reward, mm. right? So for me, uh, when I approached it, for example, fitness, you can't. For, uh, okay, when you make something into a, a habit, you cannot make it difficult for yourself, mm. right? So you can't be going to like, oh my god, if I want to make something into a habit, like cool. fitness, I'm going to go to all the difficult classes for like four or five times a week, six times a week, I'm going to eat clean, blah, blah, blah. That's not going to work. It's not going to work yeah. because you're going to get so mentally burnt out. Yeah. So for example, for me, the, the, mo- the most helpful thing that I did was in January, I just told myself, okay, you know what? Every single day this month, I'm gonna do something, and I'm gonna con- I'm gonna consider it a tally in my exercise. Mm-hmm. So, having a friend to go for group classes really really helps. Mm-hmm. And you know the classes don't ha- don't have to be difficult at all. You can go for yoga, you can go for like uh, Zumba or you know <laughs> salsa. Yeah, whatever whatever it is. As long as you're moving, even if you're like running around the park or jogging that's or walking, well. that's fine because. You just need to have that act of, okay, I want to do something active every single little day. But it has to be very, very simple for you. Because if you go balls to the wall, if every single session you're dying when you want to make it into a habit, you're not going to sustain that. But once you form something into a habit, it's so much easier to add layers and make it more intense, mm, right? Yeah. But that first habit formation, you have to make it very easy for yourself. So that you keep, you keep doing it, right? Yeah, and yeah. Form, like that foundation, Exactly. Right? Yeah. And you know, I was... 
Every single thing I did, I I included it. Like even if I went for a walk for twenty minutes, you would, yeah. I would include it. You know, yeah. and I just added it up for thirty days, and then slowly, oh, you know, um, I'm sl- I, I kind of like this moving a bit. I'm gonna go for a bit more challenging classes. Yeah, yeah. Then you go for that. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. I think like a lot of people approach it wrongly. Like a lot of people would just be like, oh my god, okay, exactly. This week, five times a week, cut out carbs. Yeah. yeah, everything. So the 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 thing with sustainability, right, is pe- like what you said. Things don't always have to be black and white. Mm. Like it's people always have this approach, like oh, you know, it's either all, all or nothing. Or right? nothing. Yeah. yeah, but sometimes you have to understand there's this gray little areas in the middle that that you need to be will that will also get you really far, right? How did yeah. you how did you like form I don't know if you can call it a philosophy but like how did you form like this is how you want to perceive fitness like this is like like cuz for some people fitness could be the opposite like some yeah. people maybe perceive it that you have to go hard or yeah go home yeah. yeah but how come you is it like the coaches you've met in your life or is it just your own personal belief that fitness should be this way or I think it's my own personal experiences personal because experience. I've been that person where it's all or nothing and I'll tell you right now for myself Maybe maybe it doesn't apply to a lot of people, but for me, when I did all or nothing, um, yes, I can achieve the results I want, but I couldn't sustain it. So what's the point of like it's, it's kind of like it? it it's very disheartening. Yeah. Right? yeah. So you know, when I was back in Melbourne, I did this program called like nine I and six. Do you remember the, that? Dude, the the results were insane. Yeah, dude, I lost nine kilos in six weeks. That's insane. Right? So you have to go for like five classes every like every like five consecutive classes um every week. And you can go as many classes as you want a day. They give the you minimum is just five. Yeah, just yeah, five. Yeah. And then, but you have to do it in five con- five days. So oh, you right, can't okay. do like five you, all in one day. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay, got it. So um, they give you meal plans. So basically, no carbs, no fruit, no dairy, uh, just protein, vegetables, a bit of carbs, like and sweet potatoes and stuff. And yeah, honestly, I could test. I could. I could get these results. Um, but when I wait, when I wait myself out. After that six weeks, I gained back like two, three kilos just over the weekend, wow, you know? Yeah. And I, so it's when people, when clients come to me like, oh, can you maybe lose 10 kilos in uh, one month? I'm yeah. like, yeah, you, you most probably can get these results, but I'll tell you right now, you can't sustain it. Like if you gain, if you want to lose 10, you can, but then you probably gain it all back in the next few months, if not more. Yeah. So that's why I approach this, this, uh, why I Adopted yeah. sustainability as um, approach in fitness yeah. because if you want something worthwhile, you gotta put in the effort to make it worthwhile. You know, and sometimes it's not a sprint. Like to make it sustainable, you gotta put in these little little details that you don't think matters, but they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good, Sarah. Oh my god, you do such a wise bean at like twenty oh. five. <laughs> No, I don't know. I'm just pulling it out. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, okay, another thing that's been burning in my head is just that, like, not not regrets, but like, is it all smooth sailing for you here now? Now that you've oh like, you know, God. you're doing fitness. Or- of course not, man. Yeah. Things never are, and I expected that. I knew that there will be ups and downs. What, were there things that you expect? Like, you, like, were there? Expect in the sense that you could see them coming, like yeah, for sure. No, I think I anticipated um, challenges, but I didn't know what they were. Yeah. So I think um, how, how so? How do you keep pushing to like that? Mm. You're that you're like okay, I'm still gonna stick with it, even no matter how hard or like. It goes back. So I, I, I always remember that fire I felt when I had that conversation. Mm. You know that 
I always felt, hey, you know, for me to feel this way, to to realize what I want to do is 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 a real blessing. Not a lot of people have that, and yeah. not a lot of people have this opportunity to go after it. And you know, for me to just bail after facing a challenge, that's not fair to on me yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. my or my all the people uh, who support exactly you, right? exactly. Yeah. So I think that's what kept me going. That you know, I'm such in a position of privilege to be doing what I love. Yeah. And there's always going to be challenges, but if you're solution oriented, then the you're solutions will come. Then just think of these challenges as um, as a as a as an outlet where you're just gonna equip your decision making arsenal a lot better. Yeah, does that I, make sense? No, that yeah, definitely makes sense. So, like, what would you say to people who, if okay, so you touched on it previously where you said that you know keep keep being curious, keep trying, and keep keep trying to connect the dots if you yeah. don't know what your calling is or don't know what that passion is. But if for someone who knows their passion but have that fear so how yeah. would, what would you tell them to just make them you know go after it girl or take boy. that leap girl or boy <laughs> I mean get it honestly um, I know dude fear is the one thing that fucking stresses me out because it cripples me like yeah. fear is the one thing that holds us back honestly and everyone it holds everyone exactly back, yeah. right and it you everything uh, it's such a cliche thing to say but honestly like every single thing that you want is on the other side of fear like you really have yeah, I like this that. I haven't heard that in a while yeah, yeah I like that right like that, yeah. and that, that that's the, the one thing that kept that made me oh I gotta fucking tell my parents you know so <laughs> that was a fear yeah. a fear of oh, what will they say are they gonna be disappointed so if you feel that fear fear is irrational right you just gotta make sense of it and you just gotta push forward and take that leap because Fear is always going to be there. It's a matter of, are you strong enough to cont- to contend it? To say, hey, fuck off. Like, I'm going to do this. Yeah, regardless. I'm going to do this regardless. If you love something enough, if you feel strongly enough about it, like you'll make it, you, you'll do anything to make it happen. Yeah. Aww, that's so simple. <laughs> but actually, I know. But actually, a lot of things, they are very simple, right? Sarah? Yeah. It's just that we complicate said, things. Yeah, we complicate things. We add meaning. Is, exactly. Yeah, irrational and everything. But yeah. Um, like, you know, I'm still figuring it out. Once I figured out how to co- impart, how to uh, conquer fear a lot better, I'll keep no, in touch. No, she's going to be that motivational speaker. <laughs> no. just, just watch out. Watch out. <laughs> My name is Sarah Tonin. <laughs> Plug, plug, <laughs> shameless. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, do you have any last words that you want to say to anyone listening out there, Sarah? Like, hmm, I think all I can say is, guys, like, just take one day, take things one day at a time. Like, yes, finding your passion is important, but, you know, um, having an end goal is important. But you see, the only thing that you have control of right now is right now. Like, so... Instead of focusing on what you can do tomorrow, just focus on what you can do your best today. And eventually, if things no things will fall in place, you just gotta take it one day at a time. That's the best that you can do. Oh God, I'm gonna cry, Sarah. Yeah, <laughs> really? definitely. Like your friend was right. You, oh, you, thank yeah, you. Like, you can consider motivational no. speaking on the side, maybe. Oh, I don't know. I have a fear <laughs> of speaking to people. Remember what you said about fear. I know. <laughs> don't let it hold you back. <laughs> So where can they find you, Sarah? Your social media, your your gym schedule, everything. Oh, nice. Okay, plug so away. Um, plug away. Here I come. So um, you guys can find me at Playground. We're situated in Nadi Bangsar, level 2. 
all my classes you can find a group of class pass uh, I teach Mondays Tuesdays Thursdays and Fridays um, my Instagram is at full of serotonin that's me and and your blog do you want to oh yeah so my blog is sarahsohaili.com no h on the sarah (laughs) (laughs) okay we're gonna wrap it up because i think the cafe is closing and they're kind of chasing us out so but thank thank you so much sarah for coming on and thank you so much for having me bye guys bye guys have a good one